Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria. Getting established in an industry can often be a long and potted path. Not all sectors, though, are the same. G'day, I'm Drew Radford, and with agriculture, limited experience and training is not always a barrier to getting into the industry. It's more about a willingness to get stuck in and learn on the go. This pretty much sums up Cliff Bramich, Orchard Manager with Jeff Thompson Orchards, a role he's only been doing for a few years, after a couple of decades in a totally different sector. To find out how he made the change, he joins us for this AgVic Talk podcast. Cliff, thanks for your time. Uh, not a problem. Good to be here. Cliff, you're in the horticulture game now, but I understand that's not where you started your career. No, I've been in uh, horticulture for three years now. Previous to that, I spent 20 years in retail working for one of the uh, big chains and then lucky enough to have our own supermarket for 10 years and... Um, successfully sold it and uh, looking to get outside and, and work out outdoors and fell into horticulture. Cliff, that's quite a big move. 20 years is, is a career in anybody's book and then to switch over to horticulture, how easy was that or difficult was that? I think I was lucky enough to come across a, a large enough company that we had enough uh, people out there and uh, I'm, I'm definitely a people person working in retail. You, you're constantly with customers or, or with staff and dealing with issues and things like that. I don't think I'd be able to work on a farm by myself. It'd be pretty lonely, but we've got quite a few people here. So um, during picking, you can blow out to 100 people. And during other times of the year, we've got 10 people. So it's best of both worlds, I think, working outside and, and uh, having different jobs. But then, yeah, having the, the people there that I missed from retail was great to be able to have that human interaction. Cliff, they use that wonderful term these days, transferable skills. So it sounds like the people skills are really important, transferable skills. But I imagine you still would have had to do a reasonable amount of training to get your head around horticulture, surely. Yeah, so I pretty much started off just working on a casual basis, pretty much you know on tractors and digging holes and, and fixing all that sort of stuff. But luckily enough, they highlighted me to move up the chain, move up into management, and uh, I was sent off to do a horticultural certificate for and uh, did a few other training things like forklift licence, um, chemical certificates, first aid, that sort of things like that. But the company's been fantastic. That's all been provided for and put those skills into me that I had the basics of before but um, tuned them into horticulture which was fairly easy to adapt to. Cliff you said that you blow out to 100 people during picking time seasonal employees what about ongoing employees how many people are at the company normally? We're a large company with quite a few farms but the farm that I'm managing at the moment is, uh, is roughly 120 to 130 hectares of planted trees so there's a lot of new development, um, a lot of fixing up of old infrastructure so we have about 10 people here during the year doing various different jobs from driving tractors to repair work, just day-to-day maintenance and, and care of the trees but then Coming up towards thinning and, and harvest picking, uh, it can blow out from yeah, 50 to, to 75 to 100, depending on how many people we need and how quickly we want to get that fruit off the tree. And with that full-time workforce that you do have, how many of them are new to horticulture? 
So there's a couple of new uh, young blokes that we've got. They've finished high school a couple of years ago and had different ideas of being diesel mechanics or getting a job somewhere else, but um, they've fallen into place and um, working on a casual full-time basis, as you call it. We get a lot of migrant workers coming into the farms. It's hard to to get um, you know Australian residents to come out to the farms and give it a go. But uh, generally, the, the majority of our workforce are new Australians that have come in and generally want to work a little bit harder to make money for their families at, here in Australia and back home. But uh, slowly, we are getting more and more um, younger ones coming through. In regards to some of those permanent people that you do now have on your books, Peter Finlayson, I understand he's one of those. How did you come across Peter? Being in a large organisation that we are, we're lucky enough to have um, nine farms out there and packing sheds and all that sort of stuff. So Shepparton's a, a big enough area. There's a lot of different people, but everyone knows someone along the way. So I think it was word of mouth that Peter had finished school and was looking for something to do. So we needed an active young bloke to come out and work for us and yeah, he fell in our laps. Is that a lot of work though, bringing a person up to the skill set for working in horticulture? It sounds like Peter had some farm experience, but I don't know if he had horticulture experience. No, so I think you're either a, a hands-on person or a, a person that likes to sit behind a desk. The thing that I find with, with farming, with horticulture that we're in, every day is different but as long as you want to have a go and get in there and, and learn different skills, there's people there to teach you and, and show you how to use things. It's the sort of mentality that, oh, I don't want to work outside in the hot sun. That sort of keeps people away from horticulture, but other people love working outside in the outdoors. Cliff, you talked about the willingness and the keenness to be in that environment, but what about actually then making sure you've got the skill sets to do that? You went off and did some training, or is it really much on the job? Yeah, a lot of it is on the job, learning along the way. As you go through the season, there's different jobs to do. Like I said, there's there's tractor work, there's infrastructure. So what we like to do here is not set one job for one person. We like to have everyone across the board learning all the skills. So whether it's young guy, old guy, everyone's in there, everyone gets their hands dirty. But then also we try and teach everyone about tree health, nutrition, all that sort of stuff. The difference is if someone asks questions and shows an interest in it, you can tell that they're enjoying their job. So Peter, for example, is always asking questions about what's the next step in in the trees and those sorts of things. We have sent Peter off for a few different courses, chemical course, which we need to use for chemicals. And definitely there's there's opportunities there to to do what I did and go off and and actually get a certificate, which will back up your, your knowledge set. Cliff, is it hard to hang on to staff in your sector? I haven't actually had any issues hanging on with staff. It's it's more of a turnaround in yearly pickers. But the current staff that we've got, they've probably been a good group for the last two or three years. Just try and make it a, a nice, happy environment to come to work to and, and safe environment and they go home knowing that they've achieved something for the day. So... I've been very lucky with people here that no one's left in my time that I've been here. In regards to my previous history with retail, we had a a constant turnaround of staff, people using the retail industry to sort of step up to go to uni and just filling in time or or getting a bit of pocket money on the side. But horticulture, yeah, there's, there's a huge range of different possibilities you can have if you want to. 
That's a really positive thing to actually hear. I would have imagined that hanging on to staff and salary pressures would be a really difficult thing. I'm sure there are some farms that can't retain staff, but uh, like I said, we try our best to make everyone happy and have a safe working environment and and go home, yeah, knowing that they've done something, achieved something for the day, which I think everyone's looking for. It gets a bit monotonous if you just go to work and doing the same thing day in, day out. You don't feel like you're achieving anything, but the beauty that we have here is you see that small piece of fruit hanging on the tree through to the end of the season when it's picked and put in the bin and then uh, when you go shopping, it's there on the supermarket shelves. For me personally, it's, it's very satisfying and I think a lot of the staff here have the same view. That's Cliff Bramich and making it a satisfying job in a happy environment seems to be the key to hanging on to staff. It's certainly the view of Peter Finlayson, who started working for Cliff about a year ago. Indeed, working in an orchard was not a job he even considered a few years ago back in school. No, growing up I wanted to be more along the lines of an engineer or an architect, something a bit more technical. And then when I was in high school I got offered a work experience at an architect firm. Uh, After doing that, I discovered that I really disliked being in an office or doing office jobs. So coming out of high school, I looked for work that was mainly outdoors or was a lot more active. After a, a year, so in the end of 2020, I was offered this position at Jeff Thompson on an orchard in Merrigan, which I've been working at ever since. Clearly, Peter, you sound like you're more suited to working outdoors. Is there something particular about horticulture that appeals to you? Compared to other outdoor positions, I I don't think so. I think it was just mainly luck that I got to horticulture first before uh, other positions. I have done work at a sheep farm before, so it's not my first outdoor role, but it's certainly the one that I've enjoyed the most. I'm not sure whether that's to do with just the work we do or the people I work with, but it's been the one that's sort of most enjoyable. You're not long in the game then, Peter. Have you had any specific training so far? Most of my training's been on the job training with various equipment we have around the farm. I was lucky enough a couple of months ago, Jeff Thompson's actually provided a chemical handling course that me and a couple of the guys did, which was through TAFE. Apart from that, most of it's been taught me by my managers at the farm. I'd imagine those managers are pretty important for setting the tone of your workplace and making it that enjoyable workplace to turn up each day. Oh, 100%. Between them and all the other guys I work with, they take a huge amount of stress off my shoulders coming in the door every morning. I like to think that I try and make their lives a bit easier too. That's a great perspective. So, Peter, do you have a typical day? And if so, what's it look like? A typical day probably changes from month to month or even week to week depending on what time of year it is. At the moment a lot of what we're doing is spraying or just general maintenance in preparation for the upcoming harvest season but then once harvest starts our days will change once again towards the end of autumn and start of uh, winter. We sort of enter a new phase and that will continue for a couple of months. Peter, what surprised you about working in horticulture? I don't know if there's been any surprises that has sort of come up. 
coming into the position, I didn't really have any expectations. I sort of was pretty open-minded. Peter, there's a lot of jobs on the go around the country at the moment off the back of the pandemic. So there's competitive paying conditions out there. Has it worked out well for you in horticulture? I think so, yeah. I mean, the conditions are great. I absolutely love them. As I said before, working outdoors and working who I'm with makes the job enjoyable. But as for the pay, one thing that has uh, turned out really well is there's opportunity for career growth. Even just starting out, I've been quite happy with what I've been given. But the fact that there's opportunity to sort of grow and improve that over the next five or ten years is a real upside. That's a really interesting point that you make. And also your boss too, Cliff, he came in and worked his way up the ladder as well. So you may have the same opportunities. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Peter, what would you say to other young people who are interested in a career in horticulture but don't know where to get started? I guess the the best thing to do with, especially with our picking season coming up, is just give your uh, a phone call to the whoever runs the local orchard. I basically just walked in in one day after a quick email to one of the managers and sat down with him and asked, you know, what can I do? And have just continued on from there. So it, it's no real skills or training is required. It's just a willingness to get stuck in, I guess. Peter, with that attitude, there's no doubt I imagine that you will go far and do well in the sector. Thank you very much for joining me for this AgVic Talk podcast and sharing your experiences in horticulture and how you got started. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for listening to AgVic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government Melbourne.